Hey friends, Dean here with some exciting news to share. You can now buy us a coffee. That's right. You can help support independent content creators like us by becoming a member of the 3324 Green Room at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324. Our episodes will always be free and that will not change, but your support at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 will help us continue to bring you the best in music and movie podcasting, in our humble opinion. As a Green Room supporter, you'll not only have our undying gratitude, but you'll also be able to vote on which episodes we record and receive other perks for as low as $3 per month. That's the price of a cup of coffee. There's absolutely no obligation and nothing about the show will change. It's not going behind a paywall. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 for all the details. The link will be in the show notes of every episode as well. We'll see you in the green room. In this episode, we're talking about an album that contains the biggest selling single of all time. No, it's not the Beatles. It's not Elvis. It's not Mariah Carey. We're catching up with Bing Crosby's album, Merry Christmas. Stay with us. Get ready for the 3324 Podcast, where lifelong friends Dean Legiro and Eric Coover share their love of all things music and movies. Dean has directed short films and is a music trivia buff. And Eric, trained in audio engineering, brings his extensive knowledge of music and film to the conversation as they discuss, debate, and celebrate their favorite albums, films, and much more. Welcome, friends, and happy holidays to the 3324 podcast, Eric. It's that time of the year. It is. Indeed. What gave it away? What gave it away? Holy crap. Yes. Your, your hat, for one. The, the, we got the nog going. Yeah, and Rudolph, Rudolph is in the house right now. <laughs> Rudolph is in the hizo. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you're seeing me in my my holiday best. I don't do this kind of stuff. I don't go for the hats. Um, but for the I podcast, should, I should go for the hats. But I you but should. I, I choose not to. <laughs> for for the podcast, this is this is what we do. So if you're joining us on YouTube, welcome aboard. If you could uh, like and subscribe and leave a comment, uh, that'd be great. If you're listening to us on Spotify, happy holidays! Thanks for joining us. Uh, we haven't uh, expressed our gratitude in a while. Usually we, we very yeah. effusively uh, thank you. But uh, let's do that now. Thank you guys for, for joining us throughout the year as, as we're closing out. This is one of our one of two holiday episodes. That's right. Our second year. Can you believe it? We're already second holiday. Our second year is almost our sophomore year is almost out. Wow. Yeah, coming to a close. We're racing. We're racing, yeah. racing to the finish. So um, we didn't last year. We didn't do any Christmas music episodes we no. only did one holiday episode and it was a movie it was it's a wonderful life so that's right yeah i thought this year i'm like all right let's kind of tackle something uh what what could it be um there's not a ton of albums christmas albums that are like the whole thing you know probably probably this one and probably nat king cole oh the christmas you, song yeah probably words right out of my mouth that's yeah. it that's all you need <laughs> that's really i mean i can think of a, i mean there are probably if there are others obviously but as far as like well, there's when you think of thousands of others, but I yeah, mean, come on. But usually you think of single Christmas singles, even by by older artists. You say, oh, I love that version of yeah. so-and-so by Andy Williams or whatever. Or I love, you know, when Michael Buble sings this or that, but they don't right. have those defining holiday albums. You know, mm -hmm. Mariah Carey has a defining holiday song, and now there's starting to be a little backlash about that. Like, <laughs> the tides are turning on All I Want for Christmas is I you. know. I know. they <laughs> It's so despised. Like my sister, yeah. for example, she absolutely despises that song. Yeah. Like she's been posting stuff on Facebook and 
I like, when did that happen? Like, wow, that's, you know, Hey, yeah, you know, so. whatever, whatever, man, I'm, I'm not a fan of it myself, but it, I don't particularly care for the, the more modern stuff. I, I mm-hmm. dig the, the, you know, the, the traditional standard yep. because I, I feel like the voices of the time were match this music perfectly. And especially yeah. when they're doing the more sort of traditional ballads and and the carols yep. and, that, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always been a staple in the household as far as I, as long back as, you know, when I was a kid, yep. it, it's definitely, you know, those voices are, are still there. You know, yeah, still haunting the house haunting. As, as, so, <laughs> as it were. But the, yeah, the, the yeah. literal the literal ghosts of Christmas past. So true. We're, we're talking yeah. about the uh, the Bing Crosby album called Merry Christmas. And, and there's going to be a lot of information because this, you know, this is one of the oldest Christmas albums ever. Right. Yeah. It probably it might even be the first one. Um, it's got a lot of there's a lot of records that it's set, but it's also a little bit confusing. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people are like, well, what I don't know this album called Merry Christmas. Well, it's it's been re-released. Um, here's the original. Okay. This this is actually a 1965 pressing, but it's called, you know, if, if for those on YouTube are gonna see that. It's I'm holding up the album from 1965 version on Decca, Decca Records. Right. And it's called Merry Christmas. Uh, I think around 1982, when they when they repressed it, they renamed it White Christmas. So you'll see this this same album with the same cover mm-hmm. and the same like Bing Crosby signature, but it says White Christmas instead. So it's kind of been rebranded. Um, Was based, that largely based, due to the film? No, based on the song. Holiday Inn, based I mean, on the song from, yeah. from the film. Yeah, because it, right. yeah, it wasn't until 1982 that they rebranded it. So Holiday okay. Inn was, was oh, far, okay. far in the far in the in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Um, I think it's an easier sell when it's called Bing Crosby White Christmas. And you're, okay. Yeah, I yeah. know that that song is on there, you know, so let's do some stats. Uh, these are going to probably be the oldest stats we ever do. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> dust them <And> off. <laughs> we're literally going to be dusting them off because we're going to be lift too- the lift the lid on the on the box there. And yeah. we should not yeah. call this episode the 3324 podcast. We should call it the 78, the 78, absolutely 24 podcast, because this was originally released <laughs> in 1945. Yeah. As the album Merry Christmas. It was originally 10 songs on five 78 RPM records. Now, 78 spin at 78 revolutions per minute. Mm-hmm. Modern LPs, 33. They spin a lot slower. So 78 spin a lot faster. So you're going to get less on there. So there was it was a, a set of five 78 RPM, song, RPM records with 10 songs on it. Eight of them were Christmas songs. And then there was a version of Danny Boy and then a song called Let's Start the New Year Right. So that's mm-hmm. the original version in 1945. Um, the, it went through a couple of a couple of changes due to technology, due to, due to the advent of the LP. So yeah. it's, fi- it's final release. Th- this one that we see here um, was released in 1955. Okay. okay. Um, this album has been continually in, in print longer than any other album in the history of the United States. It has never gone out of print. So it's never been got, you know, it might've changed titles, but it's never been pulled away. You can't get it anymore than re-release it. They keep releasing new editions, but it's been continually in in print longer than any album in the history of the United States. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I told you we're dropping some, 
some ho- <laughs> these are holiday gifts we're giving you. Yeah. Holiday gifts for the some trivia nuggets. night on, on, on Christmas. Uh, it went four times platinum, so it's in, in excess of four million copies. Uh, and of course, White Christmas is the most popular. Uh, it's the biggest selling single um, of all time. Uh, it's White Christmas was is the biggest selling single of physical media. Over 50 million copies sold. Uh, and then if you include other versions that he did when he did re-records, you're talking over 100 million copies sold. Wow. Of just the song White Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it is by far, far and wide, no one's touching it, uh, the most popular song ever. Yeah, and this song, so. won, this, this song, song won an Oscar. Yeah, it won yeah. an Oscar uh, for best original song for the movie Holiday Inn that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, written, This song was written by Irving Berlin. Um, oddly enough, in the movie Holiday Inn, this wasn't the song that they were positioning to be the song that would take off or be the big song to be remembered. It was actually a non-holiday song. Um, yeah. But this was the one that just kind of kind of took took everybody's you, ear. You are the trivia master. I bow to you, sir. <laughs> cheers to me. Cheers to, here's, me. Here's to you. <laughs> we are, we are uh, actually in line tonight. Eric has uh, eggnog with... With some, Jameson, uh, some Jameson, some Irish and whiskey I, in there, yeah. Just and yeah. I've got, I've got my buddy Jim Beam in my eggnog. So a little bit of bourbon, but it's yeah. whiskey, you know. So we'll just, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. It gets it's the job. Stuff. It gets the job done. It really does. Um, I prefer <laughs> actually just adding a little something to regular eggnog rather than buying, you know, the stuff that's like they. Oh, yeah, it's, it's that's too a, much. that's already like a. It's Way like a Bailey, too, like the like Evan Williams, and, oh, yeah, yeah it's. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, this is but, really good. So actually, anyway. I, I have I have cream to mint. I should have added a little bit of that and maybe oh. minted it up a little bit. I also have okay. cocoa, um, cocoa chocolate like chocolate schnapps. Hmm. This could be a whole to... other side to the gas, man. I mean, we could, yeah. you know, the I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a like, what are we drinking tonight? Well, we got uh... what's that? What are <laughs> we pairing? Get there, like we're too pretentious and say, hey, we what got McAllen we... twenty. 20 year like stuff what do we, we don't even drink what are we pairing with this episode <laughs> right shasta shasta, <laughs> shasta. <laughs> great knee high yeah what's that yeah man white rock <laughs> penguin penguin cola if you're from the new york area um oh, is it is it fair to say that this is the gold standard of holiday albums is this the one i I think so. The only the only thing that would come close in comparison would be Nat King Cole. I mean, okay. for me, and that's that's they're neck and neck too. That's a whole nother. I mean, but yeah. man, that man has a voice like the velvet. I mean, as far as singers go, I think you know Bing Crosby, obviously the crooner. Yep. Um, but Nat King Cole had the voice. I mean, he smooth as silk. It's just yeah, it's something yeah. about I these mean, jazz, I would, it's, these jazz artists. It's something about yeah. the jazz artists that yeah, can man. interpret this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it you know, it, I, I I actually prefer Nat King Cole, but this, like you say, it it is. I I'll listen to both. In a yeah, it's a toss up. Yeah, and, yeah. and you mentioned k- crooners. Um, yeah, Bing Crosby. You know, a lot of people for people that don't know much about him or only know him from the from the holiday stuff that he did. Yeah. Um, he was the forerunner of Elvis, and he was the forerunner of Frank Sinatra. He was the biggest selling pop idol in the '30s and '40s. He yeah. was the one. He would sing a song on a radio show. The next day, that single, that song would sell 50,000 copies. If he sang a song that no, or if he premiered a song, people would, were, were hanging on everything that Bing Crosby did. He was, he was the, the, the Elvis, or he was the Sinatra. Because then when Sinatra in the late 40s and, and 50s came in, you know, oh my God, oh, like 
you know, Sinatra, oh, he's so subversive. Like he, they thought Sinatra was so subversive compared mm. to Bing Crosby. Yeah. Right. And then when Elvis came along, oh my God, he's so subversive. All the, all the girls are fainting and screaming over him. But they, each generation had that Sinatra. What, when Sinatra was young, he was like Elvis people, girls were going crazy, passing out. Bing Crosby was the same thing. He was the first in that line. My grandmother was, that. that was his boy, Sinatra. I mean, yeah. especially, and, and the thing of it is, is that what most people may or may not realize, especially today is that, you know, Sinatra had a, that golden voice. Yeah. In his younger years, he had that velvety. Yeah. And he, he was, was a good thin, singer. Skinny, he the, was it, good looking. Right. You know, and, he, he was a, he was an, he was a pop idol of the time of, right. of whatever the genre of music was. Yeah. He was the one. And Crosby was the one before that. Crosby was making money hand over fist. Yeah. Uh, ra- you know, radio shows. He was doing the movies, the road movies with Bob Hope. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was an innovator. A lot of people don't know. He was one of the one of the pioneers of recording of pre-recording radio shows. Yeah. So he came, you know, he was really he embraced uh, the technical aspect of that of, hey, I, I can pre-record my shows and then just play them. And yeah. the radio stations were like, no, we, we you can't do that. It's like people want to <clears> listen to the radio show knowing that you're singing right then. And he's like, well, I'll just take my show off the air then. Mm. And he did for yeah, a while, he and, then he, and, yeah. he, and he came, and then he came <clears> back, and then he, then he was a pioneer of yep. uh, of of early, you know, of, of videotaping, right? Of of actual videotaping. He was a pioneer in tape recording. He had one of the first tape recorders ever, and he gave one to Bob Hope, and then it started spreading around. So this guy was was on the cutting edge of technology, uh, as well as as he's known for he's known for Christmas music, but mm-hmm. you know he did he did so much more, and he's got a baritone. <clears throat> Oh, that yeah. voice, that voice. Yeah. At, at the end of white can achieve that, man. I, you know, it's, it's very tough you know, yeah. to have that kind of voice. I would love to have that kind of voice. At, at the end of white you know? Christmas, when he's like, what, well, you know, all your Christmas is be, you know, like, yeah. he it's goes, very, he goes, into, he goes into the basement for that. I note. think it's a lot harder to do a lower voice than it is yeah. to do a oh. falsetto, to be honest. I mean, yeah. you could, you could achieve something of a falsetto. I think anybody can honestly do that. You know, to hit those to high go notes, the other you know, way. if you wanted to, but him, yeah, to, to go that low, yeah, that's yeah. you know. So he was, so he became known as the king of the crooners. Yeah, uh, he was one of the first to embrace a more intimate singing style too. Back then, you had the Al Jolson, everything, all the the singing was very broad and, and big and a little campy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and because of the pioneering of the recording techniques in the '40s, he was able to kind of bring that down and make it a little. His singing became a little more intimate. You know, it wasn't as as that big flashy yada, you know, like well, kind of absolutely. And, that and again, stuff. because of his low, the baritone, even better you know, voice, the recording techniques at the time, you know, things still sounded very tinny, very sort of upper upper high end. Yeah. But his voice really brought that down. It, there was a warmness to his voice that oh. that it was unlike anything else at the time. You know, yeah. you know the singers that came after, but. But he he gave it that warmth. He gave it because that and that goes to show just how deep that voice was. was yeah, and it's and it's still and it still comes through. Yeah, and it yep. still comes through. Yep. An, another little bit of trivia: um, the song "White Christmas" had to be um, re-recorded um, in 1947. Is that when it was? When did they re-record it? Um, yeah, they had to re-record it in 1947 because the original master, they made so many duplicates and copies from the master that the master just deteriorated. Yeah, I can imagine. So yeah. they actually went in and and they got 
you know, the original band and all the original backing singers, the original people that worked on the recording and they had mm-hmm. to, they re-recorded it because they had just made so many copies from that original master that it just got destroyed. <laughs> so they had to go back in. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. Like right. you hear, yeah. nowadays, you know, they have the master tapes and, and, you know, they're usually they're in decent shape. You can remaster them. That thing just got copied so much that it got destroyed. And they well, you need to re-record this because what we've got is not usable. So that should have the impact of this song that, that mm-hmm. he actually had to go back and, and, uh, and redo it. So 19, 1945, that original <clears throat> set of, of 78s comes out. It gets re-released in 1947 on 78s again. It wouldn't be until 1955 that, you know, with the advent of the LP, the long playing record, the 12-inch record, yeah. um, that you would get a proper LP or album release of it. Um, so what they did is they took off that, uh, the, the Danny Boy and Let's Start the New Year Right, um, and then they added a couple of songs. They added uh, some songs that were written a little bit more recently. Um, they added Silver Bells. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Christmas mm-hmm. in Killarney and Meli Kalikimaka, yes. which are great ones. And he's, and and they and he did some work with the Andrews Sisters, who were big in the 40s. Oh, yes. Um, and and <laughs> yeah. they 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 came out and, and helped him uh, again. They're on Jingle Bells, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and Meli Kalikimaka. Another, uh, again, another staple in my, in my house because – yeah. My grandfather, my uncle, my mom, my grandmother, all we all live together in the same house. So yeah, those swing bands of the period, the Andrew yep. sisters, that was always going. If it wasn't rock and roll, it was yeah. that. And that and I I had no problem with that, man. I, I fell in love with that stuff. It was it was su- such good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Andrew's sisters known for their song Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy and their appearance in a, a few Abbott and Costello films. They were in yeah. Privates and a couple other ones too, where L- Luke Costello was always in love with Patty Andrews. He <laughs> 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 was always right. in love with her. And yeah. then uh, of of note on this album is uh, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra mm-hmm. uh, did prob- pretty much almost every song. Uh, Vic Schoen and his orchestra did a couple other ones. So you've got, you know, you get these great bands, you know, those great. Uh, swing bands of the 40s as well that those were were a, a whole other thing you had vocal yeah. artists and then you, you had just swing bands like you know Artie Shaw like the big bands Benny Goodman all these band leaders had their own band so when you put these two together you get a band you know of that's that's their own thing and then you you, you have them backing Bing Crosby it's like what you know what else do you want out of the holidays for crying right? out loud? yeah you know it's just uh, all going and, on back then <laughs> it's, yeah it's fantastic i you know the lushness of it the oh man you, you can get going I, I i could put that i'll listen to that stuff any day i mean you know i could put that on just as much yeah. as i like get a rock and roll record or a pop yeah. song sure it, yeah it basically so, has it going so, on i mean he's yeah so, um he can handle the material he's a really good singer so he can interpret He's also known for kind of throwing in little extra parts so you know when you're when you're that good of a a, a, a singer you can kind of do that and it seems very natural. It doesn't seem forced. It doesn't seem like he's, no. he's adding it in. It's just kind of almost like scatting, kind of throwing in little, little extra, extra lines here and there. And he does it, he does it really well. Um, yeah. It's not like really over the top. It's just this yeah. sort of little, you know, yeah. like these little, <laughs> these little accents, like, you know, uh, but oh. just to accent that voice though, that, that really low voice. And it's, he doesn't have to do anything more than that. And that's, what's yeah. so great. You know, he doesn't have to really project in a loud, boisterous voice. That voice alone just sells it. You know, and I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's, it's better when it's not. That's right. 
you know, that's not, intimate, a, song, that's not a voice that you're going to use to belt. Yeah. You're not going to, yeah. yeah, you're not going to belt with it. That's right. Yeah. You, know, you, you want that to be more personal and like you buy a fire. He knew what he was like doing when he collaborated on, with Bing on, on that song, Yeah, on, yeah. on uh, little drummer boy. I, I, I think that's one of the best, one of the strangest things that ever one of happened. Strangest in, collaborations ever, but one of the best Christmas songs, in my opinion. Yeah, just especially at that time, because Bowie was still in that really strange mode. That was 1977, so That's Bowie right. was really weird. That was his German, yeah. uh, you know, when he was. Yeah. That, that was Heroes when he was in it's Germany. Berlin, Berlin era, yeah. Berlin trilogy, yeah. Yeah. That was that phase. It was more progressive <laughs> and, and dark and industrial, and <laughs> and he's doing this song with Big Crosby. Yeah, Big Crosby. Yeah, yeah I listen to the good. modern artists. It's like I don't think I don't think you listen to David Bowie. I'm not sure you listen to David Bowie. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. but I don't think so. And, and unfortunately, uh, it was only a few weeks later that Bing Crosby would pass away after recording that. He died yeah, in Spain yeah. on a golf course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very, very strange. It worked. You know, it was more of a curiosity. Now it's kind of, it, it, was, a, it was a Christmas curiosity where people listen to it just because it was so strange. But mm -hmm. now it's kind of transcended that. Now people have kind of accepted it as a, a bona fide Christmas song because Absolutely. of... Oh yeah, you know yeah. Uh, of the impact of of David Bowie and you know because again back in seventy seven Bowie was it was a really strange guy. It's kind well, of the culture too. Curious. I mean, pop culture seems to have over the years. I think pop culture in general, and this this goes for every. I think everything, music, movies, everything seems to be merging together, and it's it's all kind of like one thing now. Like it's it's not too far separated anymore everything no longer yeah. has its own corner i think there's a little yep. bit of everything in everything we have today and i think certain most certainly things like that really kind of yeah nothing's off the table that yeah. yeah nothing nothing's off the table nowadays right where, you know it used to be like exactly. oh my god all the all the, the pearl clutching um yeah. but then it, yeah back back then it was you know it's like it was very strange it was you know bowie yeah, and he just looked like he woke up. Bowie. He's like, well, you what, can just what imagine, phase, like, what, what phase what the, was he in? Well, you can just imagine what the older folks were thinking too. Like, what the, yeah. you know, <laughs> who's this guy? Like, what's, you know, what is what's with guy? his eye? Yeah, what's with his eyes? What is he? You know, what's going on with him? He is an alien. Like, he's like this yeah. guy is an alien. He came, to, you know, yeah. I I could just imagine what those what those folks were thinking. But I think yeah. it's brilliant. I it's you know those little things I, every now and again are just you know. Uh, they stand out and they always will. They you know, stand yeah. the test of time. And it just Especially because it was a one-off. You know, yeah, it was a one-off. Sure. So it's kind of like, that's yeah. it. You know, you don't have to worry about them trying to do a whole album and then it gets weird and mm -hmm. doing frosty and do weird stuff. You know, mm -hmm. you, you do one, you, you, you're one and done and you walk away from it. Yeah. Um, back, back to the Merry Christmas album. This, this album is kind of uh, interesting because it's, you know, it's got a mix of, of religious and secular music. Yeah. And then it's also got some interesting international flavors too, right? Uh, when, yeah. when, I was think, when I was listening to the album, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, Adestes Fidelis, right? Which is, oh, come all ye faithful. is sung in Latin. I'm guessing that's Latin or Italian. That's the, rat, the Latin, yeah. The yep. Latin version, right? Yep. And then you've got, a, you've got a song called Christmas in Killarney, which represents the Emerald Isle, which is great, which was written mm -hmm. at the time. Uh, and then Meli Kalikimaka, which is a Hawaiian. It's an odd christmas choice, song as well sure. you yeah. know uh which was written you know at, at that time it was written in the 50s when it was recorded or late 40s um so those were were kind of you know when those christmas songs were still being written that could be classics and it's just uh and then and then you've got you know uh i think three three or four religious songs that that are specifically like religious like silent night mm -hmm. uh god yes rescue you merry gentlemen faith of our fathers yep um 
Actually, only three. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Those are those yeah. are ones that are specifically religious. So it's a nice, mm-hmm. a nice mix of religious stuff and, and the secular stuff. Um, what 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 is your opinion on that? Do you do you veer more towards the secular stuff, like the Santa Clausy, or do you veer more towards the religious stuff? I like the as balance. a preference. I pre- the balance. I prefer a balance. I I do. I you know one thing is too much. You know, mm-hmm. and then you know because a lot of artists do it. They they prefer to do the the more religious stuff, but, but some mm-hmm. artists have done some, a remarkable job of, of recreating, you know, those, those traditional, uh, Christian songs mm-hmm. and, and, you know, but you know, you gotta, that's Christmas. I mean, but yeah. uh, again, it's, it, you it's know, the only holiday that, that has two facets to it. Well, it does. And, right? and, and the whole, and that's the thing. It's like, you gotta, you can nowadays pick. it's like it's almost like you you can't say Christmas anymore. You have to say holidays. Yeah. You gotta. I don't know, man. I I I I prefer the more the split down the middle kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I think artists albums like this really, at at the time, might have been already doing that. Like you know, it's like you you you're you're doing both, so you're pleasing both both yeah. audiences. Like you know you you know people who are more into more traditional more. I I for one I'm not a big fan of like you know, uh, the, the secular, I mean, it, some of that stuff get, tends to get a little too corny too, you know, whatever, but people have I, also I want, written, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> What's the matter with that? My grandmother running over, got run over. Gay, by, Gala, I mean, Gala I want a hippopotamus. For I, I just, you know, that some of that stuff just gets a little out of control. Yeah. I like, but what I do like though, is when an artist can write an original song yeah. that is, um, somewhat secular but not too silly yeah but it 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 it, it kind of embraces the spirit of the holiday and yeah. you know that kind of thing so I, I i do like an original number from now from time to time too which, i think that's a lost art it's yeah unfo- yeah i think you know, so too, I, I, I think it's it's very easy to lean on the on the standards right yeah. i mean because it's they're so entrenched you know they're you know, wh- whether you like the religious aspect of Christmas or the Santa aspect, it, like I said, it's it's like the only holiday that is split into two. You know, people yeah. that are not religious can celebrate that and have, mm-hmm. you know, the whole Santa thing. And then, but people that are very spiritual and, re- and religious get a, a whole other other experience out of it. You know, yeah, all you need to do is press the button or just pick up the needle and just, yeah. <laughs> and you can kind of extract. Yeah. And you can kind of go, you can kind of go with it. it. But that's right. But, but as far as like, yeah, we talked about all I want for Christmas is you. That's probably the best example of something. And that's not even that recent anymore. It's like 25 years old or something, maybe even more. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't want to hear. I don't think people want to hear new Christmas songs because they're just, you know, are, are they too, are they too self-aware now? Hey, I'm on my iPhone thinking about you. You're like, what, yeah. like, what is it going to be? Like, it like, just doesn't apply. And yeah, that, I think and it, that, and I think that, it calls that, back to the simplicity of these songs. And that co- the kind of, you know, that really kind of dives into the whole, like, material aspect of christmas too you yeah. know the 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 objects the the presents the you know oh and and a lot of this stuff too like you know madonna doing you know uh santa baby and you know with the voice like betty boob like santa mm-hmm. baby it's like i like that now, all of a sudden now it's kind of sexual like what uh, why are you like i talk for santa like come on <laughs> you know <laughs> I dug it. I what kind of, what kind of, of message is that for kids? You know what I mean? So, but yeah, it, it, you know, people are trying all kinds of different things. And I remember those, uh, you remember those CDs at the time, every year they come out with a rock and roll artist, yeah. you know, it was like the, the pop CDs and it was the Christmas pop or whatever. Yep. Some of that stuff was actually pretty good. And in fact, yeah. 
uh, I don't know if did you watch the Guardians special, the the Guardians no, of the yet. Galaxy? Not okay, yet. don't it, ruin it. Okay, I'm not going to ruin it, but ruin it. there is a song in there that I I'm not going to say what it is, but you'll notice oh. right away. And that was on one of those CDs, and, and okay. it really took me back. And that was a great, like James Gunn. He, yeah, he's good for that. He's good for that. So he's good for that. It worked. Um, yeah. But you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, some of that stuff is actually pretty good because they were original songs at the time, yeah. and they, they were really trying at least to capture the you know the holiday spirit. Um, but yeah, but yeah, this this kind of like. Yeah, it's like I, 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 goosey kind of yeah, 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 you know, like uh, I, yeah. I'd rather listen nice. to something like I'd rather put on a, a, a album from, a virtually from 1945. That's right. You put it on, right? I, I'd rather put this on. I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear this album. I wouldn't want to hear like a, a reimagining of this album by somebody. Like no, I wouldn't want to hear a. I don't care who it is, Buble or or any of any of the no smoother no. vocalists. Right. I, I want to put on this album from 1945. I want to hear these arrangements because that's. They're authentic to when they were done. Yeah. You know, it would be gimmicky. You know, it's, you know, it's almost gimmicky when they try and they got no choice when, when new artists will get the, the orchestra together. I mean, you have to replicate that, but yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hold up against these original recordings. Like, I don't care what the techniques are, how much better it sounds, but better instruments putting on Merry Christmas by Bing Crosby is, is just a, it's a better experience, you know, because it, it, it absolutely was, is. It's, it's yeah. of its time. And that was, that was the the standard. This, this was the popular music in it. This was in the style of the popular music of the time. Absolutely. So it's not, they're not doing it as a, it's not being done as a throwback or, you know, Oh, let's try and sound it. This was the sound. And now people are, are, are forced almost right. They're almost forced to copy this sound. That's the, that's that's the absolute truth because people are you know kids today like they're you know what are they really listening to as far as Christmas music and it and it it you know we could say that oh we like it because it was up from you know when we were kids that's what we heard but kids today that like they're listening like you say like people like Michael Bublé or somebody trying to emulate that the yeah. crooner thing and bringing trying to bring that all back. And all you need to do is just pull out the old dusty record yeah. and put it I mean, on. If it, and if, there you if it go, leads man, them to that, if know. they listen to Buble and then want to hear yeah. where it came from, you know, because again, album sales are back. Yeah. Um, so people are people are going, you know, it, it makes it a lot more exciting to go and find the the original Merry Christmas version of the album, you know, right. as opposed to the white, you know, I think I have a I have a, a later version of this too, um, probably from the 70s, but you know, it half the fun is is discovering that music and then going back and, and learning, you know, that it was written that it was actually recorded even earlier than than 1955. Yep. So it's actually 10 years old. You know, that by the time this the technology caught up where they could put out LPs, this this music was already 10 years old. Yeah, learn when, from when the it, masters, when it when it came out. You know, <laughs> that's what I what? that's all I always say. Learn from the masters, yeah. and, and that's the thing. It's an education. It really is music. Yeah. Like anything else, it's it's you know the the from my opinion the best stuff is back there, yeah. and you know and you gotta you gotta respect that you gotta respect where you know the form where it came from, and even if you you, you know you don't have to love it you don't have to dig it but you can at least acknowledge what people have achieved and back in the day and and in establishing a certain sound and going forward that would be the thing that would be yeah. you know people trying to do new things and new. And inspiring artists to do more, you yeah. know, but it had to start somewhere. 
So yeah, uh, and yeah, I, I would I, I would point to Christmas in Killarney, and and actually Meli Kaliki Maka. They sound like the most gimmicky songs, and they probably are, but they've got really great arrangements. They've got they really use the they absolutely they really do. use the they really use the big bands because a lot of this other stuff, you know, Silent Night is very almost like a solo vocal, right? The the yeah. the music isn't there to get in the way of it, and and. You know, White Christmas, the, the music isn't in the way. It's not there to get in the way. That Those are Bing's songs. Like, that's the, the, the vocal showcase, you know? Yeah. Um, but some of the other ones, Faith of Our Fathers, you know, those, those have really just really nice arrangements. And it's it's great just to listen to, appreciate. You know, again, that was the popular music at the time. So that's what these guys were making. You know, that's mm-hmm. this was it. This was the type of music. So they were really good. You know, there was so many of these, like I said, these big bands, Artie Shaw and all these other ones. Yep kicking around and when you pair it with I, I don't know what you can compare it to today maybe i don't know like taylor yeah. swift with some no. some like some like like taylor swift and you two or something making an album together like like that's I, it's it's like that's what it was at that time i honestly i honestly feel like the modern artists is were, were the downfall because people hate some people hate christmas music mm-hmm. period like they just despise Maybe not the, so much the the holiday, but the music. Oh, you know, like you, Do you know, know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? Why? Because radio stations pl- start playing at twenty four hours a day the day after Thanksgiving. Okay, and you can't yeah, like, that's, that's like we talked we yeah. talked we talked about this uh, in our Thanksgiving episode. We talked about mm-hmm. the pushing of the holidays, right? And mm-hmm. and you 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 have to actively, or you almost have to actively stay away from it if you want to enjoy it. Yeah, you know, because if you you if if you listen to a radio station like in in the New York area, there's like Light FM. The day after Thanksgiving, they flip the switch and it's twenty four seven, right? And the playlist isn't that deep, so it's kind of like you're hearing the same thirty right. songs. And it's more perhaps. contemporary. It's going to you know, be more. Contemporary. It's more contemporary, right. but but it's but it's not even deep. It's like the same thirty yep. songs, so it's not that's like right. you're getting a whole bunch of different stuff. You mm-hmm. know, so p- that's why people are like, I'm t- I'm tired of this. You know, maybe that's where the backlash for Mariah Carey is coming from because I, I, I think, yeah, it just I think gets so. played. It's played over and over again, and people you almost don't get a chance to miss it, even though even though it's only a month worth of music, you're not getting a chance to miss it because they just cr- like it gets played constantly. Like it's just so my thing is, I mean, I can understand if you're working in like a retail, okay, and you have to listen to that stuff because it's being played in the overhead, or, or you go to a, you know, you can't avoid it. Okay, you know it's going to get on your nerves. <laughs> no matter, no, you know, even the best music might get. I'm sure on they your stop. I'm way. sure they stop hearing it after like the first ten minutes. It's kind of like it right. becomes like well, a you got to yeah. white noise. That's right. But on the other hand, you like it's up to you to make Christmas, you know, what it what it should be. And yeah. I, I really honestly feel that everybody has it in them to set that time aside and to make it special. You know, yeah. you get, you, you know, you in, in whatever way that whatever is, you, you put know. into it is what you're going to get out of it. And, yeah. and that's absolutely true. And, and if you choose to put on an album only on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, like I was used to doing my family, just putting mm-hmm. listening to that music. We didn't listen to it up up until that point. Yeah. You know, we just put it on Christmas Eve night. That's the best time because you're, yeah. you know, it, 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 you're, you're relaxing. If, if you, you know, most people don't work on Christmas Eve or if you do. You're lucky enough to get at it like early enough so you can enjoy the evening, yeah. sit back, have a nice glass of wine or or whatever, and just really take all that, you know, that in and and just enjoy it and relax, you know, yeah. just 
Yeah, and the, and the, and the great the thing about yeah. about like like this on an album, like I advocate for all LPs, is, is you're is you're sitting down and you're this is a complete statement because it, it's of yeah. its time. It's it's yeah. a comp. It's it's a it's kind of a compilation, right? It's a compilation yeah. in, in the fact that they took some songs off the original release that weren't Christmas related and put new ones on. But it's still of it's still of its time, and it still has a. It's not like a compilation of oh here's you know, Bing Crosby, and then here's Rosemary Clooney, and then here's, you know, uh, yeah. you know, Mac Davis singing a song, and here's Judy Garland. Like, that's a different type of compilation, right? You're kind of all over the place, and you're getting different... Various artists. Very, different yeah, different interpretations where... of it. Whereas whereas with, with the Bing Crosby album, you could put that on, and you're just going to get just a nice feeling of just kind of rolling through these songs, and, and you know, since they're, since they're all arranged and, and have that big band feel to it, you can kind of settle in with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can have it on like while you're wrapping gifts or doing something in the background, or just like I said, with this album, just sit and put it on and just sit down and kind of yeah, relax for a moment during the holidays yeah. and just kind of let it kind of let it wash over you because you're choosing to to put something you're, like this you're, on. You, know? you are in total control. You're choosing to yeah. celebrate the, the season and you put this music on yourself, you're gonna enjoy it. You're yeah. going to, you, you have to, <laughs> you know, you're not going to, yep. oh, it's annoying. I to turn this off. Nobody ever says that. And Bing doesn't have song. that voice. Yeah. And Bing doesn't have that voice anyway. Bing's voice right. is not good. He doesn't screech. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like almost said, as if, yeah, it's almost as if they were tailor made to just do Christmas music. I honestly believe that there's certain artists that are just, if they just did that, yeah. every, you know, like if they put maybe something a little bit new out each year, oh, we'll just add a new song or we'll do something new. But I almost feel like there's certain artists that are just well. He, yeah, he happy with was. that just just to listen to these artists doing that stuff, and and you know some of them yeah, are. The, you the, know? the the sin is is that he's he is only known for this, but he well, sold he sold millions of records, and he had he has gold records of, of that are have nothing to do with Christmas. He's had, he has millions selling records that have absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah, but he yeah. is forever known as this because. His voice has that, like you said, it's that warmth. It's that inviting. It's comfortable. It really it, is. It feels. It feels <clears throat> safe. It feels um, safe. You're secure. It feels like home. Yeah. It. It. It, yeah. it just kind of. He. Yeah. He doesn't. He's not. Doesn't have, like you said. He doesn't have a falsetto. So you're not going to get these wild swings. His voice is very comfortable, like a blanket. You, you know? don't want that. You don't want people. I don't want a rock and roll song for. I'm sorry. Uh, I just don't. What about you know, certain people like, like Jingle Bell Rock and things like that? I mean, it's okay, but. I prefer this, you know, I, I, I could listen to this all night, Christmas morning. We have it on during the day, you know, in the background, we're eating dinner we, you know, we'll put it on or something like that. And and that's it. That's all I need. I don't need. Can, can, can we put the greatest contemporary Christmas song in, in your list though? Thank God it's Christmas by Queen. I love that song. Okay. You yeah. hear it? You've heard it, right? I've heard it. Of course I've heard it. Okay. Um, there Record- are. Recorded during the under notable session. exceptions to the, okay. you know, absolutely. There's, uh, I'm, you know, so Good. yeah, but not Paul McCartney. <laughs> that there's, song, there's, there's never been an ELO Christmas song. That song, I, I sorry Paul to McCartney's, say, uh, I, can't, I love I, that. I love Wonderful I Christmas. Hate that I know song. you hate it. I, love it. <laughs> I despise that song. I love it because it's so simple. Oh my God. It's He's, just, yeah. uh, Hey, he he was the one. He was able to write a contemporary. He, I I just read today that he made fifteen million dollars on that song alone. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. So there you go. (laughs) The guy can write. We talked about this. We just did Flaming Pie. The guy can write music in his sleep, and he probably did. He probably slept through this. 
and, 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 and pop popped it out. Here's it's a little Christmas ditty. It, it's a throw. It is literally, it sounds like a throwaway song. It does. But that's and, the charm of it too, is that it's it's so it's so lo-fi. Yeah. That's the for me, that's the charm of it. That it's not this big McCartney production. It's so like off the cuff, and that's what it, you know. It, that's why it works in spite of itself that he's it, not he wasn't trying to make yeah. this big people try yeah people are trying to make these christmas songs now like you know josh groban and with these big voices and it's got to be it's got to sound perfect and that's what i love about wonderful christmas time is it doesn't sound perfect it sounds like people well i can i, I can see you know? that it's it is a sort of a, a sort of an every man approach to he's yeah. not trying to be like operatic or which yeah. he, you know which he does you know but it's like it yeah, he's he's approaching it from a just a pop pop song aspect. Simple, and, and yeah, simple, simple, yeah, simple. Yeah, of I, of of know. its of its time. But I, you I know, know but you. That, I know I you. Just know. Like, just, I'm not. I'm not trying just, to change your mind. I'm not going to try it, and change. It just kind of just. It it just doesn't do anything for me, I just, especially that that keyboard that wee, 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 and it just goes. I, you know, I don't know what's it's going just, on there. It's just like wee, 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 wee. <laughs> it's so of its time. You have to love it. <laughs> but whatever, you know. Hey, it's it's great. Yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not this album though, and that and that's the thing. No, no. Uh, it's uh, you know if you haven't listened, to, it's on Spotify and it's under White Christmas. So if you're gonna if you're gonna try and listen to this album, I actually, <laughs> I think both are actually on there. You can, I, I don't. Like, I I tried to. I used my. Uh, I don't want to say her name. I used my smart speaker, um, and I asked her <laughs> <laughs> to play the album "Merry Christmas." Yeah. Uh, and she wouldn't, she didn't play it. Okay. So I'm she just up. played, she just played the song white Christmas. Okay. But when you, if you look up on Spotify, uh, Merry Christmas, Bing Crosby, the, they, they have it listed as white Christmas. Well, we got Bing at Christmas. We have, yeah. uh, you've got white Christmas and it's listed as being from 1945, okay. but the album art is white Christmas and it's similar to this thing, but it's not. So, Am I splitting? Am I splitting hairs? Perhaps, I, I might be splitting hairs. The, the compilation is the same. No music has been changed, but mm-hmm. you know, if you can, if you're if you're into vinyl, you're into LPs. Go get the Merry Christmas. Don't settle for a white the white Christmas version. Go find the original. I mean, this is on Decca. It's nineteen. This was from nineteen. This one's from nineteen sixty five. It's older than me, mm. not by much, but it's older than me. Yeah. Um, find you know, seek out those original recordings. That that's the fun too. Half of sure. it is, yeah. You know, with with um, with looking for Christmas music on vinyl, for some reason I became enamored with Ray Conniff. Okay. The the the, the Ray Conniff singers. I just love that. Like those yeah. this one big vocal blend of guys and gals. Like it's just this big thick vocal. It's like not one distinct person. And, and you know, so I and I was going for I was like finding the Ray Conniff stuff too. Well, their Winter Wonderland is, is is by far the best. Yeah, know, they, the, they do a know, lot of great the, stuff with, with the whip and the you know, yeah. the, 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 you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that is a that is, again a staple. That is a, an absolute yeah. classic. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's funny. So when you and these and this stuff you can get for a, a song and a dance, like the Chris, yeah. Christmas music on vinyl, they they give it away. You mm-hmm. go to the dollar bin, you'll walk out hands full. <laughs> Of stuff you know especially the herb albert christmas one is 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 uh yeah some people are like i, I can't i can't get rid of this fast enough yeah but that's hey but you're not that, not, that's you know, you know we'll, what we'll, you, we'll, we'll take it yeah if, you, if you're looking to build a collection hit the dollar bin during the holiday or actually you hit it in june 
and it's probably even cheaper because that's when they're trying to get rid of it during the holidays. It probably goes to two bucks. Yeah. Because people, people are looking for it, you know, uh, Vince Guaraldi trio, the original Charlie Brown Christmas. I'll put oh that sound. I'll put, I'll put that up there as a, as a, <clears throat> that's from the 60s. So I'll put oh, that up yes. there with a, with, as a classic as well. Yep. Uh, of, of, again, what is it? It's jazz music. It's, yeah. It's ja- it's Mostly jazz. instrumental. Yeah. It's um, jazz music. Yep. And, but it's fantastic. Oh, it's just, just a trio. Yeah. Just three guys noodling, and and, you know, Vince Guaraldi noodling, noodling away on the piano, just kind of, the, the song starts and then it just goes off into this little improv and Vince Guaraldi just kind of goes off on, on the piano. It's kind of go, he goes out there and he comes back and then they, they title up. So there's a lot of great stuff, you know, and, and it seems to me now that we're having this conversation, I seem to be veering towards the jazz artists for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. But it seems yeah. to be like that, you know, but then again, if you're going back to that era, that's what it was, right. That's what these, these compositions were, they were, they were big band flavored, jazz flavored. Um, yeah, you didn't, well, you know, maybe Elvis, Elvis had his Christmas album, uh, you know, Santa bring my baby back to me. And he did, he did a lot of that stuff too, but it's not the same blue Christmas. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great song, but, but I'd rather hear anything. I'd rather hear anything off of Bing. Sure. And, and again, I mean, there's, there's Christmas songs that like my, my favorite things, I guess you could call it a Christmas song. Technically. Uh, Coltrane's version of that song is amazing. You know, like even like the more avant-garde jazz artists of the period were doing that and green sleeves and, and, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's the form, the form is one thing, but, but, but the composition, it's already a great composition, you know, uh, but I think that's what's different too. Sort of stretch it out and and make it their own is amazing. But you know, yeah. Yeah, And I think the, I think you hit on something right there. I think the approach to songwriting is different. Yeah. was was different back then right things were yep. you know if you if especially since the music was predominantly that jazz big band you're writing for maybe eight eight to ten to fifteen instruments right because you've got mm-hmm. you know clarinets oboes <laughs> saxophones yeah. and you've got trumpets and and you know trombones and then you've got the you know so you're you're writing kind of more complex music that it's easy to it's easy to interpret it's easy to strip it away. Mm-hmm. To, to adapt it now with just a guitar or, or some some sparse stuff but it was written big and we know, don't, or, or or it was arranged big let me put it to that it may not have been written big oh but yeah it, it had to be arranged on a bigger level and, and it had give, to be arranged we, in a way to make it interesting we don't give nearly these guys enough credit yeah. i think we always talk about like brian wilson doing that with pet yeah. sounds bringing in the orchestration the beatles doing that it's like oh it was so yeah where did they get know, it from groundbreaking but you know consider what these guys you know the, the Duke Ellingtons, the Irving Berlins, yeah. the, you know, uh, yeah, man. I mean, they, they, they did it first. It had to, like, again, it had to start somewhere. And you, like you say, big arrangements for a big orchestra. They had to write yeah. all those components and, and yeah. And it had to be interesting. It couldn't just, just be like everybody playing music. the same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, then that, you know, that damn long hair music in the sixties had to come and ruin everything. <laughs> those damn long hairs, those, you know, what are those kids, you know, yeah. What were they thinking? What do they know? I can't. That's, you can't listen to that stuff. It's unlisten. What is it? That's not the music I grew up listening to. Right. It was when I grew up. When I was listening to music, it was simpler. You went on a back date in my a day. But the thing of it was, people say that, but it's not. <laughs> it's so much more complex. The music of the of yeah. their day. You know, I listened to some of this big band stuff, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Lionel Hampton. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, like playing the xylophone and like these elaborate, like long winded solos. And like, this is brilliant stuff. I mean, this is, this is where Prague was born yeah. and, and all this, you know, the stuff that the Brits, you know, Brits took on and, and made it more rock and, you know, develop that. But yeah. And that's what those people were listening to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you, yeah. if you were, if you were a rock and roll artist, yeah. That came up in the sixties. You were probably, you were born in the forties. So you were listening to this music was, was the popular music. So you, you, you know, that's all that was available. So that's what you yeah. were listening to. And then, and then of course in the fifties, rhythm and blues kind of came in and then it got all mashed together and exploded into the sixties. So this is all, it's all there, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of those aren't like, well, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk about Jeff Lynn just briefly. <laughs> he, he made that album long way, right? It was all old music old music yeah he wasn't trying to do the great american songbook he was trying he was doing music that he remembers listening to or being supposed to as a kid on the radio. and it was all that kind of yeah it was all that kind of lush lush stuff and you see where that inf can inform an artist it, it definitely informed yep. where he was coming from so there, there's it, you know don't dismiss this kind of stuff as as just throw away christmas music no. it, it's a good place to start right i say it's so. a yeah, great I... place to listen to grab this album or listen to it on spotify as white christmas but listen to the whole thing. Don't mm -hmm. just, you know, go, go through the whole thing and really kind of listen for the arrangements. There's a lot, there's a lot yep. there. It's, it's hard because Bing's voice is, it's hard to get it past it. You know, he, he takes up a lot of the oxygen on these songs just cause he's got, you can't help but be listening to how smooth his right. voice. It cuts like butter. It cuts like a knife through butter. It is just, he's just so smooth with his vocals he doesn't miss a note. He's just so comfortable and relaxed too. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. He doesn't sound like he's trying. And these were the these right? were the rock stars of the day. These were the badass. Yeah, he was the, the one. He was the one. Don't forget that, man. You don't mistake. Wow. Don't underestimate these. Just because the guy's like looking old and he's smoking a pipe with a sweater yeah. on doesn't Playing mean golf. that he would, that he didn't know what he was doing and 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 yeah. knew back then what what to do, what not to do, and he did it his own way. And you know. Same and thing with Nat King Cole, Charles, all these. Yeah, yeah. Does doesn't even sound doesn't even sound like Ben Crosby's trying. Like right. it, his his style is just so easygoing, and maybe that's what makes it so appealing too. That's right. Is he's not like a force. He's not like a force singer. Like you, you know, with those big voices like a Steve Perry or an Ann Wilson. You know, yeah. Th those voices are are being pushed out and being projected. His is like sitting by the fire with a newspaper and a pipe and slippers on. And he's just like, you know, like just kind of, just kind of, yeah, it just kind of rolls out. And maybe that's, what's so comforting about it. I take, I'll take that any you know, day that these guys get up, they do their thing. They just yeah. perform and the, the confidence that yeah. they had to do this stuff. And it just, the music says it all. You didn't, yeah. they didn't need to sit there and, and tell stories or they didn't need like, engage the audience and like love me love you know that kind of thing in the rock and roll setting it's like that a lot of that is i feel like a lot of energy is wasted in that yeah i almost feel like there's at certain times that maybe an artist is losing they, they're 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 insecure in, in yeah, a way because yeah. they need they need to like they need to engage with the audience that way yeah, and they need that validation they need that validation right these yeah. guys didn't they didn't need right. that they did it. Oh, well, they, well, you know, I mean, Bing, you know, had radio show, TV show, movie. So he was yeah. getting validated enough. You know, like I said, this this song made its debut in Holiday Inn, which was 1942. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it became a staple. They would. And the funny thing is, is most people think about the movie White Christmas. Yeah. Right. Which came out uh, in 1954. It actually came out like 12 years later. 
directed by who? Michael Curtiz, who we just talked about in our yeah. Casablanca episode. That's right. Um, everybody knows White Christmas, the movie, but Holiday Inn, White Christmas is basically a loose rewrite of Holiday Inn. It's the same story, two guys, and I got to put the put the inn together and all that kind of stuff. So again, they're you know, it was so popular that they, they were able to basically retread this movie, like trot it back out again, yeah, re rewrite it and get Bing Crosby back for it. You know, and and uh, they got mm -hmm. they tried to get a couple. They I think they tried to get Fred Astaire back because he was in Going My Way or Holiday Inn, mm -hmm. um, and they couldn't. They went through a couple other people. They landed on Danny Kay. Um, so it just goes to show the enduring nature of the song is that it's so yeah. it was so big that they built a second movie around it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some twelve years later, that's insane. You know, and it was, and, and that's the one that everybody, everybody knows white, you know, the, the, the movie white Christmas and Technicolor and, you know, all the great, uh, yeah. the great dance, you know, all the great show stopping numbers, but you know, holiday Inn was like the original like seed where all this came from. It's so easy to get confused too, but that was the thing yeah. like with, with, old, with the classic Hollywood, they thought nothing of, of remaking a movie or telling a story again and again and again. We talked yeah. about the Maltese Falcon uh, it was, it was done three times before they got it right. Yeah. You know, like, you know, sometimes they, you know, you need, they needed to do that, but it, the Hollywood system back then, it was so fluid. And so it was such a well-oiled, oiled machine that they just were able to do these things. And, and without, you know, nobody was talking about, Oh, you know, we can't do that. It's, it's going to, it's going to bank, you know, rub us. So, you know, all this stuff, they just, they did it. They seemed to do it. They seemed to achieve it. Yeah. And it, and sometimes for the better. Yeah. You know, so. And yeah. and yeah. And then uh, Bing Crosby would, after he did Holiday Inn, he would do a, a film called Going My Way, which was like another kind of, you know, he played Father O'Malley. He ended up winning an Academy Award for that. Yeah. Um, yep. And then they made the, a sequel to Bells of St. Mary's. He got nominated for that. I think Bells of St. Mary's had Ingrid Bergman. Was she in the second one? I think it was. I think was she in, in Bells of St. Mary's? Yeah. Um, you know, so this guy's done it all. I mean, he's he's won Academy Awards for acting. He's won, you know, Oscars for for song. You know, is a song that he sung in a movie was won an Oscar. Sold millions of copies of records. Was was one of the pioneers of being a pop idol. Uh, was was deep into technology and supporting and pioneering technology. I mean, mm -hmm. and then he's got a voice that could just melt. You know, melt a candle without a without a match. Yep. I mean, I don't know what 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 more else do you, what, what more else can we say about him. Well, I think you hit it. <laughs> <laughs> they even you know, named, the, is, they even named the web. All about man, we 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 appreciate this. They even named so a web browser. They even named a web browser after him. Ah, Bing. Bing. No, no. Okay. <laughs> no one uses Bing. That's why. That's why that joke fell flat because no Absolutely. one uses Bing. <laughs> that was a <laughs> that was a Christmas dud. A dud. Yeah, that was, uh, that one, no, but that one, I don't know. I, I I'm glad that we get to talk about this kind yeah. of stuff because you know whether or not I hope we're reaching some people out there and we, they can appreciate at least take a couple of things that we say about this stuff and just give it a shot, give it a listen, and yeah. you know, give this a listen. Uh, it's well I worth think, it. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, in in doing the research on this, um, it's intrigued me enough to go find some of his non-holiday stuff. You know, yeah, I want to I want to kind of, you know, after doing all the reading and, and, and finding out about this album and all the different releases, I'm kind of like, well, I, I think I, I think I owe it to give him a listen for his other stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, if I really like his voice here and again, this is the comfortable stuff and we know it. 
you know, and it's, it's comfort. So it's comfort food. It's like Mac and cheese. Yeah. You know, you can, you know, so I'm like, well, you know what? Let me go check out some of the, other. I'm sure it's on spot. I'm sure he's got all his, his stuff is on Spotify. So I'm going to oh, go yeah. check out, I'm going to go check out some of his non stuff, his regular jazz stuff and see how, uh, see how that fits. You know, yeah. what, what's the worst, the worst that's going to happen is I end up liking it. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the, that's the worst thing that's going to happen. It, it. And then, yeah. yeah, I end up, I end up enjoying it and listening to it. So that's right. Um, I think that's going to do it for this episode of this holiday episode of the 3324 mm -hmm. podcast. Hopefully all your holiday and Christmas wishes come true and whatever is you're wishing for under the tree. I hope it's there twice. So you always have a backup in case if you break something. It's no fun breaking. It's no fun breaking a toy on uh, two days after Christmas and it's shot. <laughs> that could be expensive, right? but well, you know. Well, it just I, I, it just sucked it. as a kid. If something broke, it's like shit. <laughs> I had it a week. Yeah. How can I do that? You know, God, the, the kung fu grip like broke off the GI Joe, or like the hand, the fingers ripped off. Right. Like, yeah. This thing Rock is useless. Sock robots just didn't. Did. <laughs> the head goes flying into the air. It's like okay, this thing is useless now. <laughs> I had that oh, with, my, with my my Battlestar Galactica game. Had, <coughs> That's right. The, we told you told that story. Yeah. yeah. And it and it broke like a week later. Like, but you got it back, didn't you? I got another one. My girlfriend bought me one a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh my God, my Christmas wish has come true. See that? I'm afraid to play though. I don't want to break it. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, go check out the uh Merry Christmas album. Or if you're gonna look on Spotify, it's called White Christmas. Uh by Bing Crosby. It's a great collection of of Christmas music. That's what it is. Uh Mostly secular stuff and a little bit of religious stuff. Secular meaning popular stuff, non-religious. I'm, I'm use, I like using the big word to confuse people, but secular just means non-religious. Yeah, that's all. It, that's all it means. You can throw that word out at your next uh, next when you go to your holiday party for work. Say, how about some secular Christmas music? <laughs> secular, and, secular, and, and, and see what they do. See if they think it means religious, or see if they know what it means. And they put yeah, on, right. That would be they put on you know Police Navidad by Fel uh, Jose Feliciano. So either <laughs> hopefully they'll, they'll do that. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of the 3324 podcast. If you're listening, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. Go ahead and hit the uh, the like button and the subscribe button down below. We could use a few more subscribers. That would be a great holiday gift for us. Sure. It's probably the best thing I could wish for. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify, why thank you or iTunes or Google, any of the other podcast providers. Go ahead and follow us. Save it. There's more like this to come. It's only going to get better. Each episode just gets like incrementally better not like one percent but incrementally so you got to stay for the whole thing to see the whole growth that's right we're we're a grower not a shower <laughs> so conversations flowing and we yeah, love it. And yeah and we only have more stories all stuff about coming. there's more great stuff coming in, in yep. 2023 i can't believe i'm saying that but uh more great stuff coming into 2023 as we we head towards our uh beginning our third year so thank you everybody thank you eric also for uh of course coming and on the journey and and, and you too holidays. sir yeah Happy holidays. We, we need to go and uh, put on our cable knit sweaters uh, <laughs> and go to go to Charlie Brown's and have a steak dinner like we used to do. Oh, man. Yeah. Charlie yeah. Brown's is a defunct steakhouse in the I don't know if it was it's nationwide, but it was definitely in the New York area. Charlie oh, Brown's is like a it's like an outback like it, it, the equivalent now is like outback. Oh, I, I think it's better. I think I'm so far Eric, than Outback. I don't know. After after we graduated, quick story before we go. After we graduated high school, uh, me, Eric, and our best friend Johnny, we all thought we were fancy men. We were gentle. We were gentlemen, and we were going to conduct. <laughs> we were ready ourselves. to tackle the world, right? We were yeah. going to conduct ourselves as gentlemen. So each Christmas, we would 
uh, get, get dressed up, which meant right. sweaters. Mm-hmm. It, it meant sweaters from Chess King or whatever, you know, whatever was yeah. out there in the mall. <laughs> and and we would exchange gifts and uh, and yeah, you know what would... I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna blow the lid on this one since we're talking about sweaters. Uh, and we used to get each other gifts, so we yeah. would we would each get each other a gift or so and, and exchange, and then we'd go out to dinner, uh, and and sit down and have you know have a steak dinner and enjoy each other's company. Um. Back in the day, uh, you know, our friend Johnny got me got me a gift, and I opened it up, and it was a, a Sega Genesis system, yeah. Sega Genesis, Sega Genesis video game system, which I wanted. I really wanted like Sega Genesis. Yeah. Um, I'm yep. like, oh my god! Like, like that back then, that's a lot of money for someone. Yeah, what are you stay. doing? Like, right? I, I, yeah. Like, we're we're great friends, but I'm like, that was like, I I, I didn't spend that much. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy crap! Like, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, oh wow, Sega Genesis. Like, open it, open it, you know. I open it. There's a fucking sweater inside. Yeah. <laughs> a sweater. A sweater. Uh, not, a, not a Sega Genesis. Yeah. I don't know where the Sega Genesis was. I don't know if he bought it for himself. Uh, I don't know if he got a, if he went to the dumpster at Child World and got an empty Sega Genesis. I don't know what he did. All I know is I opened that box and the, the disappointment. I, I I wish we had a video camera. I would have oh. liked to see the the look on my face of utter uh, defeat. Well, yeah. <laughs> but did you honestly think that you were yes. getting a Sega Genesis? Okay. Why why would I think otherwise? I, I okay. opened the, the wrapping paper and it's a Sega. It's a Sega. Why would I think it's anything else? Yeah. It surprised me, but I was like, eh, this this, this can't this this can't be happening right now. This, yeah, this that's can't. messed up. That's no. messed up. Because I got half a bar of soap. Yeah, he, he, showed, he showed me what he really felt. <laughs> Remember that? I, we, you know, we used to get like the, it was the, you know, the the, the soap. What was it? The soap on a rope or whatever? Soap on a rope. Yep. Yeah. And he split, and I think at one point, and, I, and it was his, from his, and, you know, full disclosure, it was from his little brother. And he just okay. wanted to be included because he really liked us coming yeah. around. And, he, you know, he, yeah. so it was really sweet. And he would he got this and and they and they cut it in half, right? And we each got half of the soap on a rope, which I thought was was great. I don't know. You did know? you get the rope part or did I get the soap I, part? I don't, I don't know. know. I think I, I got that. the rope part. Yeah, okay. at that point. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we could do we could do a, a, a show on Christmas memories. But I thought that oh would be a God. fun a fun story. That's called a Christmas denial. And I thought big that was time a fun fun story. Yeah, but you got dude. Anyway, we, like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, denied. God, I was, I, I was, I was different. The rest I, I think of the Johnny night. got a kick out of it, though. He, oh, was... he absolutely did. He was dying. If anybody knows our friend Johnny, he was probably dying. He was dying. That he was. was the whole point. <laughs> the, the, whole, the, the he gave the gift to himself. Yeah, like the uh, gift was the gift was me opening that. And that's hit, right. And the gift to himself was his reaction to getting the last. That's right. It. That was that was the whole point of it. <laughs> he gave himself the best gift. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, ho- hopefully, what, no matter what it is, enjoy the holidays. It's a great time to spend with family, friends, or nobody if that's what you want to do. If you want to be solitary, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Uh, grab, grab "Merry Christmas" by Ben Crosby. Check that album out. Absolutely, uh, add it to your Christmas rotation as a complete thought, uh, and then you can go listen to the other stuff and, and check that out. But but give this some uh, some ear time on its own. It's only like a half hour, or so maybe even less. So that's gonna do it for this episode. So for Eric, this has been Dean. We'll catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to the 3324 podcast with Dean Legiro and Eric Cooper. 
You can find us on your favorite podcast provider. So please like, subscribe, and rate to become a part of the 3324 family. Your feedback is important, so make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 3324podcast and on Twitter at 3324p to join the conversation. 